Hey everybody and welcome back to another episode of the JRPG Report. My name is Dalton Suter and this is episode 219. Took a little break last week uh, just due to lack of news other than the new Pokemon trailer that had come out. But I figured that that wasn't enough to really base a whole episode around. So I pushed it off to this week and sure enough we have some more stuff to talk about. So let's jump right into it without too much of my rambling. I do want to start off with that Xenoblade Chronicles 3 Special Edition has been announced. The Xenoblade Chronicles 3 Special Edition will appear in North America. Uh, Nintendo just announced that it will sell a bundle in the region, and pre-orders will begin on June 8th, 2022. So as of recording, that is today. Um, It didn't reveal a price yet, and it will only be sold in the My Nintendo Store. Now, this article was written before today, and I haven't had a chance to go look to see how much this costs, but I can tell you um, I have had a few friends of mine try to get this, and they are having major issues with the Nintendo Store. Uh, apparently, the Nintendo Store just cannot handle the amount of traffic that has been coming in for people trying to get their hands on this. So beware of that when you're trying to go in there and get one. You may be fighting against technology. <laughs> so it's not just you. It's not just you. Um In each case, the contents are identical. The Xenoblade Chronicles 3 Special Edition, of course, comes with a copy of the game. You'll also get a steel book case, um, an art book that is, let's see, the art is identical to the design and oversized box holding everything. Uh, The final item is a soft cover art book. It's interesting. Uh, In the case of the European version, people will need to wait for some of the items. Folks will get the physical copy of the game right away. The steel book case and the art book will ship later in fall 2022. And Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is releasing for the Nintendo Switch July 29th, 2022. And Atlas in the news again. As Soul Hackers 2 approaches its global release date in August 2022, Atlas has dropped more details on the premium goodies available for fans willing to shell out for the Soul Hackers 2 Collector's Edition. The company unveiled the package in a tweet encouraging interested fans to subscribe to Atlas West's email newsletter for instructions on how to pre-order. The pack will cost... $199.99 and is limited to one item per buyer. It differs somewhat from the 25th anniversary edition available for pre-order in Japan. There are some similarities in the offering though. Um, Soul Hackers 2 Collector's Edition comes in a branded box and includes the full game on the platform of the buyer's choice. The game will be protected by a steelbook case with custom art of Ringo. The 3 inch uh, Aiho figure from the 25th anniversary edition is included, but toy lovers will get an extra on the top, a plushie of Mimi, a little drone belonging to Figu, uh, a shark keychain, a set of character art cards, and five pins to round out the physical offerings. A soundtrack is also part of the package too, but is contained on a custom USB drive rather than CDs. It is unconfirmed if the soundtrack matches the track list seen in the Japanese 25th anniversary edition, or if the Iho and the Maid outfit DLC is included in the package. The 100-page booklet is also not included in the Collector's Edition for the West. Uh, according to Atlas West, supplies of Soul Hackers 2 Collector's Edition are extremely limited, and the pack will be sold exclusively through the Shop Atlas website. Pre-orders will open up for that June 10th. Soul Hackers 2 is going to appear on PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and PC August 25th, 2022 in Japan, and will appear worldwide on those same systems August 26th, 2022. 
So publishers Dengan Entertainment and developer Orange Pylon Games will release a monster-taming RPG, Obami Nation, for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Switch, the companies have announced. A release date is not announced yet. Um, a free update featuring uh, guest creatures from Bug Fables, Everlasting Sapling, is also available for the PC version. Obami Nation first launched for the PC via Steam July 29th, 2021. Here's an overview of the update. 22 brand new Abomas, which are the creatures in the game. 10 guest Abomas from Bug Fables, the Everlasting Sapling. 13 new Abomi variations, 162 Abomis in total. New attacks, abilities, and biomes, and a new fast battle mode. And here's an overview of the game via its Steam page. Build your party from over 100 Abomis to recruit, evolve, and master. No two teams will be alike. Inspired by the Nuzlocke challenge, Abomi Nation is designed to be extremely replayable and customizable. Master a unique turn-based battle system that emphasizes one-on-one combat, but allows for tactics that impact benched Abomis before they even enter the fray. Unleash devastating attacks such as Infernal Blast and Quivering Quake to exploit your enemy's weaknesses, or rally your own teammates with moves like speech. Every Obomi possesses tremendous abilities via their elemental types, be it neutral, fire, water, ice, plant, lightning, air, and earth. Obomis in different time, uh, in a different time utilized power and strategy to dominate each other. After becoming civilized, most Obomis tended to forget about their violent history, but now, as a powerful threat emerges, your team will have to rediscover their powers and fight the, for the Obomi nation's safety. So if that sounds interesting to you, man, check it out. It will be coming out soon. Uh, no date announced, like you said, but... You know, coming out for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Switch. And uh, looking at this game, it very much looks like a game that would do well on um, Switch. So maybe maybe keep an eye out for that if that sounds up your alley. Some more RPG news in the strategy RPG news uh, vein. Strategy RPG Vesteria Saga 2, The Sacred Sword of the Sylvanister, will launch for PC via Steam on July 28th in the West, publisher Dangan Entertainment and developer Vesteria Project announced. Uh, an overview of the game for you, Vesteria Saga 2, The Sacred Sword of Sylvanister, formerly known as Vesteria Saga Gaiden, The Sacred Sword of Sylvanister, is a story-focused strategy RPG where positioning, movement, and weaponry are paramount to success. Players control their character units around a classically styled grid-based map and engage pirates, rebels, monsters, imperial soldiers, and anything else that stands in their way. Vesteria Saga 2, The Sacred Sword of Sylvanister, follows the further adventures of Zaid, the hero from Vesteria Saga 1, The War of Scions, bringing the tales of him and his companions to a thrilling, satisfying ending. Across his epic quest, Zaid will encounter allies both new and old while, under, while discovering, excuse me, while also uncovering more of the mysteries behind the vile Margulites and their plan to plunge Vesteria into a new age of darkness. This version of the game will be enhanced to include the following new features. Um, new music, resolution upgrade, new bonuses for completing the entire game, battle results added to the end of every map, the ability to save every turn, as well as an autosave function, various new functions as a result of updating the game to the latest version of SRPG Studios, and new single rebalance difficulty, including new items, stats, buffs, skills, and more. So if that sounds up your alley, definitely keep an eye out for that. And in the same vein, Acquire have announced strategy RPG Adventure Academy, The Fractured Continent for PS4, Switch, and PC. It's a strategy RPG set in a world 
of in the world of class of heroes for PlayStation 4, Switch, and PC. It will launch for all platforms on September 8th in Japan. Pre-orders will open on June 6th, and first print copies include an additional the additional units Felper and Dwarf as they appeared in Class of Heroes 3. The English trailer and website only mention the PC version as coming soon, so it is currently unclear whether PlayStation 4 and Switch versions are planned for release in the West. Quick overview of this game for you. Uh, Adventure Academy The Fractured Continent is a fully-fledged strategy RPG set in the world of Class of Heroes. Create your own party of students in a fantasy realm, pick them up, and guide them to victory against the monster hordes. The content of Pedra, home to the Four Nations, is in the midst of a serious crisis. The entire island is slowly transforming into a labyrinthine dungeon, and monsters are roaming the lands. Cue our charming protagonist, Alex, who sets out on his journey in search of his missing father. Use the Ruler Orb, a tactical artifact passed down in his family for generations, Alex has the ability to command others on the battlefield. With his childhood friend Citrin in tow, along with his dorky advisor Lazuli, he seeks to find the truth behind the anomalies that threaten all of the people of Pedra. That sounds pretty cool, man. And there's a bunch of different races in this. It looks like there's human, elf, dwarf, Kulaz, Felper, gnome, fairy, Bahamun, Diablos, and Celestia. Oh, well, this looks cool. I'm going to have to keep my eye out for this. I love a good little strategy RPG. I really do. Up next, we got some news for you Legend of Heroes fans, although it's not quite coming to the West yet. But Kiro no Kiseki 2 Crimson Sin is getting released in September of this year. Uh, September 29th, 2022 in Japan will be the release date. Uh, Dengeki will hold a live stream through its official YouTube channel that will feature the latest information about the game. The live stream will begin at 11 p.m. JST, 7 a.m. PT, 10 a.m. ET, 4 a.m. CET on June 9th, 2022. Alongside the announcement of the live stream, more information about the Legend of Heroes Kiro no Kiseki 2 Crimson Sin appeared. Specifically, details concerned the story. The narrative will progress through a chapter-based system with two chapters happening simultaneously. Players can pick whichever chapter they would like to play through. Uh, Van, the protagonist, and his companions will act separately in each part. The game will also feature a variety of special missions, and this will include stealth-based missions and ones that will take place from the perspective of a third-person shooter. The third-person shooter missions will have quick command inputs. Interesting. Uh, that's. I wonder, is that different? I haven't played any of the, the Cold Steel games, so I don't know if that's really a... Uh, a new thing or if that's just something that's kind of been in the games that's interesting announced in december 2021 legend of heroes kiro nakaseki 2 crimson sin will see the return of van arkride arkride as its protagonist like in previous entries in the series it will feature the law gray and chaos alignment system and again that will be releasing on the ps4 and ps5 september 29th 2022 in japan and there is no word yet on a potential western release unfortunately so probably the biggest news story that came out this past week was Final Fantasy 16 launches in 2023 in the summer. Um, Final Fantasy 16 will launch for PlayStation 5 in summer 2023, Square Enix announced. And here is a message from producer Naoki Yoshida. Everybody loves Yoshida. Hello, everyone. I know how long you have been waiting for this, so it gives me great pleasure to announce the release of our latest trailer, Dominance which I did retweet, you can find on our Twitter, by the way. In previous interviews and updates, we didn't delve too deep into details about the game systems, but hopefully this with the, hopefully with this preview, you, will, you all were able to get a better picture of what actual gameplay will entail. Namely, high-octane battles featuring our protagonist, Clive Rosefield, 
wielding a full arsenal of attacks unique to the game's many icons or summons. Not to mention epic clashes between the icons themselves that put you right into the action. The team, under direction of Hiroshi Takai, has entered the final leg of development and is focusing on polish as they continue to march toward their master and up and launch. I, for one, would like to personally thank them for all the hard work they've put into the project. With the power of the PlayStation 5 behind us, we're looking to take you on a seamless, story-driven, white-knuckle ride that will rival even the most thrilling roller coaster. So buckle up, the wait is almost over. And that was the end of his, and then there was another message from director Hiroshi Takai. He says, first of all, allow me to apologize for making everyone wait so long for new information on Final Fantasy 16. But the good news is it's finally here. In our latest trailer, we've introduced several new icons, as well as provided a more detailed peek at our action-packed battle system and the freedom it gives players. As for development progress, I'm happy to announce the game is fully playable from start to finish, though from optimization to brush-up, there's still a mountain of challenges to tackle as we head to our final push. Until then, please stay tuned. We'll do our best not to keep you waiting for too long before our next update. So... It, the, the trailer released um, I believe it was during Sony's state of play that they did and it gave us the, the release window summer 2023 so it's so close yet so far one more year and we'll be able to get our hands on Final Fantasy 16 I know I, sh I when I tweeted the trailer out um, a lot of people seemed very excited about it um, I do know you know there are there are the, the people who and a part of me is the same way where well you know you just they got rid of the turn-based battles and it's kind of like it's it's been that way now a few games but in a way i miss them and in a way i know we have dragon quest for the turn-based but maybe we'll see how it goes with you know what might happen with dragon quest 12 where there's no idea so all i'm saying is this game looks fantastic i am really really excited for it and i, I hope you all are too let's 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 move this thing on nobuo uematsu final fantasy arrangement album announced Square Enix will release a Final Fantasy arrangement album, Modulation, which is a collection of popular songs from the series that have been arranged by Nobuo Uematsu. A total of 10 tracks will appear on the album. It will cost 4,950 yen, or roughly $38, and will release November 9th, 2022. Pre-orders for the album are immediately available through Square Enix eStore, and additionally, consumers will receive a special MP3 download code when purchasing the album. However, the code can only be used a finite number of times. The songs that will appear on Modulation include Main Theme, Matoya's Cave from Final Fantasy 1, Battle Theme 2 from Final Fantasy 2, Eternal Wind from Final Fantasy 3, The Main Theme of Final Fantasy 4, Battle at the Bridge from Final Fantasy 5, Terra's Theme from Final Fantasy 6, The Opening Bombing Mission from Final Fantasy 7, Blue Fields from Final Fantasy 8, Bron Ball, The Soulless Village from Final Fantasy IX, and Tuzanarkand from Final Fantasy X. The songs available on the album may be subject to change. The store page notes that this is due to potential changes in recording. So yeah, if that's something that you're interested in, check that out. And this next one, this isn't so much, I mean, it's kind of news, but it's more like what's going on um, for PC players. Rune Factory 5 is not on Steam, but you can find Rune Factory 5 DLC on Steam. So it is easy. It's, you know, it's safe to assume that we will be getting Rune Factory 5 sometime soon on the PC, which I am all for. I love the Rune Factory series. Um, I know they're not super JRPG-esque, but like they are JRPG-esque. <laughs> but I, I love it. It's good stuff, man. Um, good fun. And if you're a PC player like me, 
you've just been waiting for that to, to pop up on there. Yeah, I, I can't wait. Let's see. What do we have next here? Romancing Saga Minstrel Song Remastered has been announced. Square Enix announced the remastered version of Romancing Saga Minstrel Song will appear in the winter 2022. It will release for PS4, PS5, Nintendo Switch, PC, and both Android and iOS devices. To accompany the reveal, Square Enix released a trailer that opened and opened a website for the remaster. It features a look at the updated graphics and a glimpse at combat. And there is a trailer that I will share out onto the page. I, I actually, I think I did retweet this article. So it's there on the JRPG Report Twitter if you'd like to check that out. Um, character models for Albert, Aisha, Gray, Claudia, Jamil, Sif, Hawk, and Barbara all have been updated in the remaster along with various locals that appear in the game. The original Romancing Saga Minstrel Song is a PlayStation 2 remake of the original title, which released on the Super Nintendo in 1992. The updated version released some years later, arriving in both Japan and North America in 2005. This remake included updated character designs for each of the eight protagonists. The remaster will feature new high-resolution graphics and new elements. It will also include features to make the game more playable for modern audiences. So that will be released for the PS4, PS5, Nintendo Switch, PC, Android, and iOS winter 2022. Keep your ears and eyes open for that. Up next, we just have a little bit of information coming out of Square Enix for Star Ocean, the Divine Force. And really all that they have told us is that we will get more information sometime in June. So hopefully sometime this month we get some more information on the new Star Ocean game because it looks tremendous. I'm a massive Star Ocean fan. (laughs) Uh, Final Fantasy XIV Make It Rain 2022 Gold Saucer event to feature new emotes. The Make It Rain Gold Saucer event will return to Final Fantasy XIV and players will have the opportunity to obtain two new emotes through the Final Fantasy XIV Make It Rain 2022 Gold Saucer event. The event will begin on June 3rd and last until June 20th, 2022, and this gives players roughly two weeks to obtain the show left and show right emotes for the event. Like previous Make It Rain campaigns, MGP rewards from the Gold Saucer will be increased by 50% during the event period. Additionally, certain items that were available to obtain previous iterations of the event will be available to purchase from the event vendor. However, the promotional website did not reveal which items would be returning to the event. In order to participate in the event, players will need to have completed the Gridanian Envoy, the Uldan Envoy, or the Lomensen Envoy. Additionally, they must be at least level 15. This is due to the in-game nature of unlocking access to the Gold Saucer. And you can play Final Fantasy XIV on PC, PS4, and PS5. And I'm going to level with all of you. Final Fantasy XIV is one of the greatest Final Fantasy games of all time, storyline-wise. Think what you will about MMOs. Like, I know everybody has their opinion about MMOs. But story-wise, Final Fantasy XIV is phenomenal. And I recommend it to anybody who may be like on the fence about checking it out. Absolutely check it out. So we got a teaser trailer for Dragon Quest Treasures, which is going to be the game based around Eric and his sister when they were kids, I believe. Um, Square Enix released a new trailer for Dragon Quest Treasures, uh, unveiling its official Japanese subtitle of Aoki Hitomi to Uzora no Rashinban. Uh, Blue Eyes and the Compass of the Skies, as well as teasing more information to come in June. So this is another one of those games that we'll get more information later this month. But as of right now, there's this teaser trailer out there. You can head over to the Twitter to check out this link if you would like, or I'm sure it's on YouTube as well. Um, 
I love anything Dragon Quest. I really do. So I'm just, <laughs> I'm excited for most of his stuff coming out. If you can't tell, I'm just like, ah, so many new games. All right. And speaking of some new games, the mysterious project helmed by the Mana Series veterans is titled Trinity Trigger and is now has official release date. The action RPG will release on September 15th, 2022 for the Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, and PlayStation 5. Alongside story details, character voice actors, and pricing information, it was also announced that a free demo of the game is available on the Japanese My Nintendo Store. Both physical and digital versions of the game will cost eight, about 8,580 yen, which is roughly about $67. The announcement provides more details about the game. Firstly, the story revolves around three characters, Cyan, Elise, and Xantice. As the chosen warrior of chaos, Cyan joins Elise and Xantice in an attempt to change his fate. Each character has a familiar called a trigger, named Flam, Fizz, and Rai, respectively. Many important characters will be voiced. Notably, voicing Viz will be Aifarawo's... Uh, I probably said that name all wrong. Apologies to that voice actor. Uh, the voice of Jolene from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Other prominent voice actors included are Konomi Kohara, Ryoto Iwasaki, and Shiori Isawa. The gameplay looks to involve basic real-time ARPG combat and will allow players to change between different characters. Users will also have access to a weapon wheel system where they can freely change between the weapon abilities and items. Trinity Trigger will be a console-exclusive title on launch and support up to three players in local multiplayer. Furthermore, a free demo of the game is already available in the Japanese My Nintendo Store with the PlayStation Store soon to follow suit. However, it appears the game is not available in regions outside of Japan. Additionally, pre-orders will include a CD of the game's soundtrack and other retailers will offer products with illustrated designs. Uh, Trinity Trigger appeared earlier this week under the mysterious title Project Tree Tree or Try Try, I guess, either one. <laughs> Though billed as a nostalgic ARPG with characters, designs, a scenario, and the setting created by prominent artists and writers from the Japanese RPG industry, specific details were scarce. The game's official website is now updated with new screenshots, character bios, and product details. It will re the, the release date for Trinity Trigger is September 15th, 2022, and hopefully this game does get a Western release date as well, because looking at these screenshots, it looks up all of our alleys <laughs> all of our alleys especially with the people that are involved with it being involved in some of the greatest games of our of our lives you know it'd be very cool and now for some pokemon chat so the new pokemon scarlet and violet trailer shows more pokemon and it gave us a release date nintendo promised a new pokemon scarlet and pokemon violet trailer on june 1st 2022 and it came through to show off a new pokemon and it revealed a release date to us the game will arrive on november 18th 2022 the video offered a better look at the new regions and elements folks can expect the video begins with the player's avatars leaving home after that we meet professor sada and professor turo the two professors will aid this time around from there, the new Pokemon acting as our starters are shown in Pokemon Scarlet and Violet for the first time. There's also a fight against a person named Nimona and a new electric-type Pokemon named Palmy. The player catches a new grass-type named Smoliv at the one, about 1 minute and 12 second mark, and we also can see trainer customization options as well as a glimpse at its up to 4-player cooperative multiplayer. Lechonk, a new Pokemon that looks like a pig, shows up at about 1 minute and 20 seconds. Lechonk is adorable, by the way, and that's a brilliant name for a fat little pig. 
<laughs> uh, more details were confirmed via tweets. This will be an open world game where you can visit areas in any order. Uh, Pokemon Scarlet's legendary is Koraidon, while Violet's is Miraidon. As a reminder, the initial reveal focused on showing what the playable character in new starter Pokemon would look like in Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. For example, your avatar's outfit color scheme will vary depending on the version you choose. People will also be able to choose the fire type Fuicoco, water type Quaxley, or maybe Quaxley. Quaxley makes more sense because he looks like a duck. And grass type uh, Sprigatito. Uh, some returning characters also showed up in the reveal chair. Uh, reveal trailer for example larvitar magnemite pikachu stormjourner and swablu all live there now can you imagine a pokemon game without pikachu i don't think that that's allowed <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> uh, pokemon scarlet and violet will launch november 18th 2022 for the nintendo switch and i am stoked about that so for the fans of near automata uh, during one hobby's G Spring 2022, Good Smile Company showed off a near automata short-haired A2 Nendroid. Now people can already place a free order for it. The, this latest A2 figure will show up in November 2022 in Japan, and after that, it will appear in January 2023 in North America. She will cost you about sixty dollars, uh, fifty nine ninety nine. Also, as people might expect, she'll be compatible with the A2 Nendroid that is already available. As is typical for nin, nindo, Nindoroids, oh, I'm saying that wrong, Nindoroids, the short-haired A2 one will come with three faceplates. One offers a neutral expression, another features something like of a melancholy smile, and the third is a shouting one that can be used for combat poses. She'll also come with two weapons. One is the Beast Lord Large Sword, the other is a pair of Type 3 Fist Combat Bracers. Uh, as a reminder, this is the second A2 Nindoroid, Nindoroid, God, that's such a hard word to say for me. The first one is a long-haired variant of the character, and it is already available. So yeah, uh, keep your eyes out in January 2023 if that sounds up your up your alley. And the final story we have for this week is the ex-Final Fantasy brand manager Shinji Hashimoto has retired from Square Enix. Final Fantasy franchise brand manager Shinji Hashimoto is checking out. The longtime Square Enix executive announced his retirement from the company after nearly 27 years working there on his personal Twitter account, and his last day at work was May 31st, 2022. Shinji Hashimoto's farewell message was brief and simple. He thanked all the people who supported him during his tenure at the company. He also said that from now on, he'll be supporting Square Enix as a fan. Shinji Hashimoto joined Square Enix in 1995 following a stint with Bandai Namco. Back then, though, the companies he worked for were just known as Square, or Squaresoft, and Bandai. Their respective mergers with Namco and Enix wouldn't happen until 2003 and 2006, respectively. Hashimoto began his work at the company in the role at the role of producer. He helped create original front mission strategy game for SNES and Super Famicom, and he also supervised front mission sequels like Front Mission 2 and Front Mission 4. One of Square and Square Enix's most prolific creators, Shinji Hashimoto had a hand in the company's most beloved titles like Chrono Trigger, Einhander, Final Fantasy 2, 5, 7, and 9, various compilation of Final Fantasy titles like Dirge of Cerberus and Crisis Core, and The World Ends With You, among many others. He is also the co-creator of Kingdom Hearts. The official story goes that Hashimoto encountered a Disney executive in an elevator one day and proposed the idea for a Disney Square crossover game. 
Hashimoto served as brand manager for Final Fantasy series for more than 10 years and served on Square Enix's board of directors and was the executive in charge of the company's first production department, uh, essentially the game development arm of Square Enix, uh, until the company reorganized in 2013. In mid-2021, Hashimoto announced to the world that he would step back from his brand manager and executive director positions to take up the role as a corporate advisor, training future leaders of Square Enix. Though that spelled the end of his active role in development, Hashimoto continued to receive credits on various 2021 releases, including Near Replicant Remake, Legends of Mana, and several Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster, Pixel Remaster titles. So Mr. Hashimoto, thank you for all the years of service for our video gaming needs, my good sir. And with that, that brings us to the end of our episode of the JRPG Report. So I would like to thank everyone for listening and go through the house cleaning or housekeeping. I call it house cleaning over on the Steam Machine podcast because Nate thinks it's funny. Um, first and foremost, I would like to thank our wonderful patrons who donate to help the show. Uh, they help me keep the lights on, literally. Like I've said, uh, I don't like to harp on it too much, but like you know, being out of work and stuff right now, the, the Patreon really, really, really does help me a lot. I do very much appreciate it. And I would like to name the wonderful Patreons um, right now is Kim C, Jake W, Jordan K, Tara, Kularian, Taylor F, Luke C, and Master Loot. You all rock very much. Um, if you would like to join the Patreon, it is patreon.com slash JRPG report. And you can join for as little as $2 a month. And you'll get access to the Discord that we have, the JRPG report uh, Discord town. And you also get to access to the Let's Play series I'm doing right now of Final Fantasy VI, where I've never played through Final Fantasy VI before. So I'm giving it a shot on there and everyone has been laughing at me for this last part that I put up the uh, let's play part four. Uh, I aptly titled it lost in Figaro because I was absolutely lost in South Figaro. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's a good time over there. Uh, so if you're, you know, if you could financially swing it by all means, I would love it. I'd appreciate it. It would help me keep the lights on and I'm going to stop harping on that and move on. Now, if you would like to check us out on Facebook, you can find us at facebook.com slash the JRPG report. And if Twitter is more of your thing, uh, at JRPG report, uh, you can find me at super nerd Dalton. And if you like the sound of my voice and would like to hear more of it for some reason, uh, you can catch me on the steam machine podcast, a bi-weekly PC gaming show where me and my buddies, Nate and Willie play through my extensive steam backlog and talk about the games that we're playing right now. We're playing through Yakuza zero and I cannot recommend that game enough. Yakuza zero is real good, real, real good. Um, and if you're into more like, uh, I don't know, shock jock type stuff, Howard Stern, that style of thing, catch me over on Yab's pod, uh, yet another BS podcast and where me and my buddy, Jeremy kind of just shoot the bull for two hours or so. But enough of that nonsense. Thank you all for listening. Thank you uh, for sticking with me. Uh, and I hope to hear you, uh, hear from all of you soon. I hope to see you all next week for another episode of the JRPG report. Can you tell? I do not know how to end this. I love you all get back out there and level up. <laughs>